on this week's episode of the Superhero Show Show. We'll find out if Bobby can dig to freedom on the season two premiere of Sweet Tooth, how old Chrissy is while dating Kyle on Superman and Lois, and how the Red States treat mutants on X-Men, the animated series. All of that and more in an all-new episode of the Superhero Show Show. What's up, nerds? Welcome to the Superhero Show Show, the only show on the internet that reviews every single live-action television show based on a comic book, as well as some of the animated ones. My name is Cassie, and I will be the host for this episode. I cannot do it alone, though. It's too big of a task for me to handle. So I've brought my friends along to help me. First of all, there's Ryan. Cassie, um, they're so the list is so long. What do you so, need help with? There's so I, many. I can think of like 1,000 things right now, but like specifically, mm-hmm. what do you want me to focus on? You mean like 1,000 things that are just like involved in podcasting or specifically that like I need help with in my life? Ooh, I should probably follow you around with a microphone and just like podcast self-help about your life. Honestly, uh, that might be what gets us to top of the charts. Maybe that's the angle we take. Maybe we get into some self-help stuff. Okay, so give me two things you want me to work on with this show, and then one Kay. thing in your real life. Okay. Um, one thing in my real life, um, crippling anxiety. Now, moving on from there. On the show, so many shows to watch and so many comic book things to know, Ryan. I'll know all that. Okay, cool. Perfect. That's why you're here. I do have some crippling anxiety, though, about your real life thing, and I don't mm-hmm. know how to handle that. Okay, so you also have the anxiety? About uh, my d- anxiety. I didn't until you just gave me it. Is it contagious? I think it is. <sighs> that sucks. That I'm going to take one of these pills I found under my desk. Let's see if our other host has crippling anxiety. Um, Mike, check in. How you doing? Self-medicated, Cassie. <laughs> so that's <laughs> yeah. my suggestion. The, Mike, is- We brought Mike on, and he solved our problems within a couple seconds. Can you believe that, Ryan? He just shotgunned us with what I don't even think is weed. I think it's cloves. And... <laughs> Now we're all fucking clove high. Yeah. All you need is some fiberglass in your lungs, and that makes everything seem better. Plus, the goth kids will think you're cool. So fiberglass is that thing that, like, when you shake it, it goes blah, 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 blah. And that's what our lungs, if you inhale cloves, that's what your lungs become? Yes. It's like... Or, it's like what? Nothing. It's like, you know, wubba wubba. (laughs) It's like Wubba Wubba, or it's like those oranges that you shove those cloves in, and you smoke that, and then that's in your lungs. What the The f- thing that looks like the COVID? <laughs> Hold on. What? Do you guys never have to be like, here's how they made perfume in the Renaissance days. <laughs> you take an orange, and you get your thumb all bloody from stabbing hundreds of cloves into an orange. Did, Tie that on your belt. Did Mike just bring up my favorite time period, the Renaissance, <laughs> where the rhinos sculpted and <laughs> philosophized? I thought he was trying to describe a weird way to make a bong, and I was like, I never never witnessed it out of an orange. But oh my god, the most young Mike story I've ever heard is one that Cassie <laughs> just told, <laughs> where he would oh, put yeah. cloves into an orange, thinking that he was rocking out this party with his fucking 
devil sticks and his fucking ball that he... What do you call that ball, Mike? Contact juggling. Con- Thank you very much. What did you call it? Fushiki. Fushiki? The yeah. ball that goes like... You know how like, David Bowie did in Labyrinth? Yeah. That's, ca- That's called contact juggling. Apparently, it's also called Fushiki, <laughs> which I never learned. Yeah, now dude. I know what I'm going to do the rest of the night. Uh, but Ryan, thank you so much for bringing up that Mike did do Devil Sticks. I feel like it's been a while since we put that out there. There might be some new listeners and everybody who yeah. they need to know that this is Mike's roots. This is who he is at his core. We dropped that thread like I never dropped those Devil Sticks. <laughs> <laughs> and that's what's made you the person you are today. Mm. Oh, man. All right, you guys, we got a big episode. We're going to talk about a lot of things. First of all, we got a full pull list. We're going to be talking about Riverdale, Flash, Titans, Gotham Knights, Superman, and Lois. But first, let's go to the main event, which is Sweet Tooth. (laughs) On the season two premiere of Sweet Tooth, we see a captured group of animal kids separated from their guardians, Mama and Big Man, as they band together to try and escape the zoo that the last men have taken over and before they are killed in the search for a cure. Gus is able to buy them some time by sharing information with the doctor, and just when it seems like the kids may be stuck for a while, they get a sign that Big Man and Mama are working together to get them out. Taste buds, I ask you, how did this group of kids do in an episode that focused on them without their parental supervision? First of all, did Elvis Presley name all of the adult characters in this show? <laughs> I got Mama. Pubba. Big Man and Mama. <laughs> Big Man and Mama. Also, Pubba. Pubba. Uh, this was not a bad episode. But it did make me rethink about why I watch this show. And I think I watch this show sort of because of the mystery box of it all. Not that, like that this is our new Lost, but I like, what is the mystery? What is the, let's get into all like, what are the characters doing? And this became a weird episode of children's TV. Not that I didn't like it, but it was mostly just like, let's see what the elephant kid does as opposed to right. I'm interested in these characters at all. Baby's prison break. Right. I I was most interested, uh, probably in a similar way. So your brain's like, well, what could you pay? Is like, oh, so that kid is that way. Interesting. So these ones just have hats on, and the costume team put ears on the hats, but this one is a full puppet, <laughs> and this one's CGI. Uh, I found that great. I was actually most interested in how much I was going to barf every time I saw Junior, who had bird eyes, and that was fucking disgusting. I is that I've... the one who just like shrieks and mimics no. people? She had like a, uh, I don't want to say normal face. I'll say human <laughs> face. Because normal is whatever normal is. But uh, there was one kid who was not shown on camera that much because of how uh, horrifying they were uh, with actual giant CGI bird eyes. Oh, don't, don't like. Must have blocked it. You guys were looking at your phones that entire time. No, I was probably just like, Obsessed that Bobby was in the corner just watching Bob. I love that little puppet, man. <laughs> Everybody's got fucking Grogu. Bobby is my Grogu. That's where I feel like there's a strong division here. You and Caitlin would die for Bobby. Like, Bobby all the way for you guys. Me, get Bobby off the screen. Yeah. I can't handle Bobby. Do you know what, Mike? I've seen the movie Caddyshack 2. I've had enough of Bobby, okay? Digging up like holes and causing problems for golfers. If Bobby just did a little dance... everything about him the fact that he is the most stiff puppet that there's ever been (laughs) and the way they just make his little noises be and they put him in like a boy scout uniform thing like it fucking bobby guys fucking bobby and he's the most important part of the team like he's the only one that can dig he's basically the demolitions expert like everything runs through bobby despite him being disgusting to look at (laughs) 
Uh, you are one of the last men, aren't you, Ryan? <laughs> I want to talk about the last men and how they gather up all these kids who are half animals. I feel like you should assess like the animal like abilities that each of them have. Because if there's a full-on fucking gopher, that one's a problem to have in lockdown. Well, the last men are not smart men. And they don't know what love is. They are all dumb hicks. Uh, they feed them dog food because they are cruel. And even their leader, who in theory should be smarter, the scientist who's like, hey, bro, here's how science work. I need to sleep so my brain works. And the guy's like, no, the virus doesn't sleep, so neither do you. Yeah. That <laughs> doesn't mean anything in the real world. It doesn't work like that. Like, do you find it hard to do an impression of the villain because he changes villainous accents every single line of dialogue? Who is he, me? That is just exactly how I would try to sound like a villain not from America. Now I'm Dr. Doom. Now I'm a Bond villain. Now I am from Saudi Arabia. Who knows what is going to come out of this person's mouth? I sw- I'm glad you said that because I was like, wasn't he like from the South last season and now he's just super European? No, wait, now he's a different part of Europe? Yeah, this guy is uh, not great. There's definitely like... I don't know. I guess it was a lot of the... This one, this whole episode was a bit of a letdown from the previous season for me. And I don't know if it's just the adjustment or... I know it'll get... It'll most likely build back up. But it was just we had so little to hold on to that like brought us back. And it made me realize how much I missed just like the big man um, Gus relationship. Gus, yeah. Right. And that's the thing is that... Um, we have to keep in mind, and hopefully our audience does as well, that you know we're going episode by episode. We're not binging this. And so yeah. when you do that, the dryness and the slowness of each episode is not outweighed by the end. And in the end, I was like, oh, get me to episode two. They're going to find right. Big Man and Momo. But <laughs> we had to sit through a lot. And people who are binging this get to be on their phones and then just move on to the next episode. That's unfair. Mm-hmm. You should all have to suffer through it like we do to really enjoy it, guys. Yes. <laughs> uh, to really enjoy it, you should hate it. <laughs> That's how I feel about my friends. That's how I feel about my TV. The other cool part I found is we're getting more and more about Gus's mom, not mom. And her like icy adventure and something like big and hooved pulls her out of that hole. And I was like, oh, shit, there's adult versions of hybrids. Yeah, that made me very excited. Whatever's happening there, that was a cool. Whenever we cut to her, it was like a full like horror movie thing happening, and I was like, "This is this is intense. I'm into this." And I do want to know now. We have more mystery there with whatever is like mm-hmm. keeping her from this secret, but also not murdering her. Like it's a weird combination to like have her just dig around a little bit. It it, it flashed me back to uh, Doom Patrol. I think like season two when we first learned where Dorothy came from. And it was the professor and the... Marianne. And Marianne, who is sometimes an indigenous woman and sometimes like a giant moose person. (laughs) I assume that's what this will be. So you think that (laughs) Gus's mom might be both? Not Gus's mom. Is this psychologically (laughs) taught? Are they all the same person? It it might be psychologically taught. There's a... I do want to know... I know last time when we were dealing with the doctor, we were like... I feel like we're supposed to feel sympathy for this guy, but like also he's clearly like a villain. Because at what point are you risking everyone's lives and these kids for one human being? How did you guys feel with the doctor this round? Like any empathy for him at all, or were you just I was I was personally like, ah, whatever. 
Well, yeah, I mean, like, I definitely feel for him. Um, have a kid and then be like, I need fucking sleep. Like, that all mm. definitely play. <laughs> but also, yeah, like, he isn't the lot, the last men. Mm. I was gonna say lost boys, but that's a different gang of hooligans. The last men, and the cruelty is the point. Like, once you get to that, get to be a part of that gang, then, like, you get to cause pain to other people, and that's how you show power, get off, whatever it is for those people is like, yeah, you know, like, um, let's say in your world, policemen, let's say. Uh, with him, he's definitely different in that I do have empathy. I have to keep my wife alive. I have to keep myself alive. So therefore, I will mm-hmm. keep causing surgery, death causing surgery to these animals. But if there's an opportunity out of that, like he finds with Gus at the end of this episode, I will take that, which is not something that yeah. the last men would ever do. And yeah, I think it makes him a complicated villain. He's still, I think he is still villainous, right? He mm-hmm. he serves a villainous role, even semi willingly. Not, but is it villainous or is it a different, I don't know, philosophy than you would have in that role? Although your philosophy would change if you were in that role. Yeah, it could just be. It's it's very complicated, and there are areas of gray, which is I think what the big man's story in season one was trying to teach us too. Because didn't he, like, used to hunt down hybrids? Right. And he was like, wait, this shit's fucked up. Yeah. And what is Bobby trying to teach us, you guys? What is the Bobby's story? Uh, to bring back the love for a little song that goes... You briefly mentioned it earlier, Mike, but it was driving me insane how each little character is done differently. Like, some are CGI, some are puppets, some is first stuck on the face. It... I legit loved it. I it was not a criticism for me. <laughs> for me, it was all I could focus on because I was like, how does it mutate? Like, why is there full versions? Like, this one's a full fucking gopher and other ones are like just half. Like, it, it was driving me insane to not know the full science. And Pig Girl just has a pig nose. The rest of her, totally normal. Her one ear? Well, they're a little pointy and then the one goes down oh, sure. a little bit. So nose and a little bit of ear, Mike. Yeah, I had that Halloween costume as a kid. <laughs> Just attached with a string. You were Pig Girl from Sweet Tooth? Yeah. When you were a kid. AKA Ruthie Pig Face Draper. Shout out to my Dan in Real Life fans. <laughs> uh, I am not. I have not seen that, but uh, you can put it on my tab and I will watch it oh! later. Uh, do you know what my least favorite part, and it has to do with the, the kids. In, uh, I swear to God, if you say my least favorite part of Dan in Real Life, I'm going to freak out, Mike. We have <laughs> to stay focused. My least favorite part of Dan in Real Life. Um, is that Dan Cook is in it. it. The kids got like a kids show from the 90s intro facing the camera doing their, like, their one thing. We're like, the skunk boy farts. Uh, that was the most like, what are we doing? What the fuck happened? <laughs> this is different creators. That was, the, that was when I was like, am I watching the movie Hook? That's what it was. <laughs> we have the lost men. This is the lost boy. Or the last man, yes. lost boys. There was so many times where I was like, did I forget how this show went? Like when the turtle kid just starts singing in theme songs, I was uh-huh. like, what the fuck is happening in this show right now? Like, did we lose our main director, our main writers? What is happening? And also only learning the first line of the theme song. Like, yeah. Keep, there, there's more to that song. I, like, it was also confusing, too, because Gus was like, and also one more thing. I want to ask for one more thing. And I thought that would have to do with the food. Because they yeah. talked about he the kibble. <laughs> I thought they'd get burgers or something. But instead, it had to do with this flashlight in a big tank of water. 
which I, did they talk about that before? Was that set yeah. up at all? Now who was on their phone? Oh. They, it was set up. They, the the turtle person was a, a f- not talking so much because they were afraid of the dark and they needed their watery nightlight. Yeah, okay. their parents locked them in a basement essentially, so they got scared of darkness. And oh, he, so he had the same parents I did. Cool. But then <laughs> when at the end when we get the food, it's not different at all. What it is is it's filled with presents from Hominol and. What it? Big man and <laughs> Big man and mama. and mama. How did those get in there? We don't know that part yet. It's it's, all... it's really hard to watch one episode of a show, guys. It used to not be, and now it is. I know the and the fact that it just kind of starts playing. There's always the debate of like, do I just watch the next one and try to remember? But no, I'm in it with you guys. <laughs> I'm in it. I'll, I'll remember what to stop talking about and remember next week for sure. For sure. I swear to God, if she, if she had watched it, she would have been like, "Here's what happens on the second episode." I don't care. <laughs> um, that is about all the time we have to talk about Sweet Tooth, unless there's oh wait no moments of the week, you guys. Before we move on, Ryan, what's your moment of the week? My mode of the week is everybody who had eyes, except for Junior and her disgusting bird eyes. <laughs> Fuck that. <laughs> Fuck that. Mike, what's your moment of the week? I have two, and I feel the same about both of them, where I sound simply like, this is the dumbest thing ever, and oh, I kind of like that. Uh, Shall we the be the judge? Singing, huh? Shall we be, the judge? be the judge? The turtle singing the Golden Girls theme song. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I'm a sucker for the Golden Girls theme song, but I was like, this is dumb. Thank you for like being it. a friend. I hated it. I hated it so and much. And then Judy, who is where Bicky is and was friends with Gus's mom, uh, when the last men are coming to her house and her should have knocked and then just blow torches them away, <laughs> is another time I was like, well, that was dumb, but I think I liked it. I know, but with today's <laughs> with like recent news about knocking on a door. With a gun? Should we be Point doing in. this? Yeah. Well, guns are their weapons, Ryan. Blowtorches are ours. <laughs> there was, I did forget about that moment when they have, um, we cut to them. Uh, she does the girl, I can't remember her name. Bear? Bicky? With a B? Or Bear. Bear. Yeah. Uh, bear pulls out these claws like uh, old school Wolverine. And <laughs> like climbing uh-huh. a building, and I was like, "Wow! Apparently, claws are fucking useful. We all need claws." Yeah, we do. But that that was great too because that was not like Shang Chi having, you know, very articulated martial art fights on the side of a mm-hmm. building. That was just two people like trying Scrambling. to live. Yes, yeah. just like, yeah. oh my god, I don't know what to do. It was dope. Uh, my moment of the week is just watching Bobby go get those keys and the amount of time we fucking focused on him and got to see him move about when they don't have the proper technology to move this little puppet about. It was terrible and great at the same time. (laughs) Bobby! He's in the room with us. (laughs) All right, Sweet Tooth is on Netflix. Uh, You should watch it week by week with us instead of binging it. That is it for Sweet Tooth, but I do have some time to talk about a website. Um, Mike, tell me about a website idea you have rattling around in that big head of yours. Buildabobby.org is where, is Build Bear a little too expensive for you? And also, those bears can't move at all. That's why we got Build a Bobby. Is he a puppet? Is he a Muppet? Is he CGI or half human? Who knows? He's whatever you want him to be. Learn how to do puppetry, the coolest thing all kids think. And get your very own little Bobby. Our tagline is, fuck Grogu. 
Mike, uh, Cassie just texted me a question to ask you. Are the Bobbies anatomically correct? I, I don't know why Cassie would text me that. I think they're animatronically correct. Animatronically correct. That's okay. That's better. Thank you for answering that question. Um, no, there. I do want to know. Everyone, you can only build a Bobby, so it's all variations of oh, this little fucked up gopher thing, or we can get different little. The first wave, yes, but like I don't know if you've been to Build a Bear in a minute, but now they're like Build a Unicorn, but it's still called fucking Build a Bear, Cassie. God damn. I know they got everything. Um, will you feature the fucked up eyes that haunt Ryan at night? Yes. Perfect. That's all I need to know. This is a great website. It needs to. So, our listeners can go to Build a Bear, Build a Bobby, dot net, and build a bunch of junior faced freaks and send them to Ryan's house, please. <laughs> Mike, can you build a child elephant? We don't have that technology yet. Can you build a child rhino? Yes. Can you build a combination? Uh, do you know what it's called if you build a combination of an elephant and a rhino? Is it rhinophant? No. What is it? Elephino. Ah! Damn it. I really didn't see where that was going. <laughs> All right, I'm still going to send you over to my friends, uh, cybersprout.net. They're going to help you build this website, Mike, because you're going to be too busy building a Bobby. So they're going to build the website for you. They offer premium hosting that's specifically built for WordPress. They handle the security, maintenance, backup, speed optimization. They focus on collaboration and goal-driven design. It's even easy to manage. If you want to use some drag-and-drop templates and some tools, they got those for you. Oh, I'd love to. Get your hands in there. Build your website. Sorry, I didn't mean to ruin your flow. I was just very excited about the drag and drop. <laughs> and yet here I will go, <laughs> continuing to ruin your flow. <laughs> Should be. It's very big deal that they have. That's what Cybersprout.net offers. Uh, your partner for a digital world. Coming up next, it's the pull list. We are back for the pull list where we talk about all the other shows we watched this week. First show starting it off is Riverdale. On this week's episode of Riverdale, the kids are shaking off the shackles of the 50s and becoming the teenage horndogs we know and love. When Tony tries out to be a cheerleader, a classic Riverdale boner trope, Cheryl realizes she's gay as hell. Meanwhile, when Archie and Betty realize they can't be together physically, they decide to watch each other get naked from their bedroom windows while pulling their own puds. Taste buds, I ask you this. Was this episode able to restart the season after last week's amazing horror anthology? It was not, Mike. I'm sorry. <gasps> Even with the pud pulling? Even with the pud pulling. Well, because they started to pull the pud with about 30 seconds left in the show. And instead of both of them reaching Clybex, like I thought was going to happen on the CW, um, both of their parents ran into the room and turned the lights on and caught them. And said, stop pud pulling. Free pull. So that was, a, I mean, uh, not a bummer for me, but it was a bummer for the characters because... That, that's rough for them. That's embarrassing. You got blue puds. Archie was just naked. Straight up naked. Uh, Did we see his little butt? <laughs> no. <laughs> Ryan, I don't remember. We see that little butt. <laughs> they both wore socks the entire time because why take them off? It's cold and you can't see that below the window. They knew you were watching. And I so was watching. I don't want to see their fucking disgusting teenage feet. Um, but no, they weren't able to uh, bring each other to... Hello. It would have been very funny just to have the camera suddenly get blurrier and you realize it's Archie's window is now just covered <laughs> with arch juice. <laughs> you mean what they put on the McDonald's hamburger, the Arch Deluxe? <laughs> yeah. That was That's just what's jizz? on the Arch Deluxe. 
Um, redhead jizz, my friend. Most of this, most of this entire episode was uh, uh, Jughead running around trying to get credit for Brad Rayberry because the comic book uh, company that he works for has been stealing stories from Ray Bradbury, mm-hmm. and that was it. It was just a uh, legal battle about plagiarism. I don't know if this show always has a grasp of what works <laughs> for it. I did write down a couple of new catchphrases for you guys because we're in the 50s now. So I want to, I want you guys to choose from this list. Uh, Razz my berries and put them in a jelly jar. I love that. Solid. Is that a Cassie oh, or a Mike? Can we guess who says it? Sure. Uh, I think that is Veronica. Cassie? That is Archie. Absolutely, Cheryl. Uh, he's got me on a trip for biscuits, which I looked up and is an actual phrase used in the 50s. He's got me on a trip for biscuits. What so does it mean? I'll give one point for knowing what it means and a second point for who said it. <laughs> he's got me real horned up. That's what I think it means. It's no. the only thing it can mean. It's got to be horned up. Nope. It means uh, like a trip for nothing, for no reason. He's got me doing things for no reason. Uh, oh, I'm on a trip for biscuits. Oh, that's got What's a uh, what's Mama Archie's name? Molly Ringwald. <laughs> Molly Ringwald. That's my guess. Incorrect, Mike. Tony. It is Archie who says that, and then finally, let's nab a couple of good time boys. Okay, that's Veronica because she has declared she was a good time girl two episodes ago. <laughs> that is uh, Betty is feeling sad. And Veronica, like, you know what? Let's go out. Let's nab a couple of good time boys, which just means boys that fuck. <laughs> That's what I was going to ask. That's what good time means. Okay, there's a fast foodery down the street called Good Times. Am I ordering off the wrong menu? Because I'm never getting my pud pulled. Don't order the clam chowder. Gross. The white or the red? Either one. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Is it, a, is it about time for a moment of the week? Yeah, it was It was a whatever episode. I'm sure next week will be better. So my moment of the week is um, at some point, uh, somebody says, this happens multiple times, get out of my house. And then they just throw the cup that's in their hands in their house onto the ground. And it's just how I want to live my life. No matter what I say, get out of my house and then throw a cup that you own onto the ground that you own. <laughs> Well, then they're like, man, if they're crazy enough to do that to their own cup and house, what are they going to do to my face? <laughs> uh, Riverdale's Wednesdays on the CW. Our next show is The Flash. Well, this week's episode of The Flash, as Irish receives word of a career milestone, Barry is suddenly nowhere to be found. He runs across many familiar faces. Meanwhile, Keon continues to figure out her powers, and Chester works on a suit for Allegra. Taste Buds ask you this. I know Cisco had tailoring talents on top of his engineering skills. But does it make sense that Chester would have the exact same double skill set? Uh, this show? I remember a recent episode where we were talking about Chester and somebody called him Cisco the entire time. <laughs> <laughs> Who could that be? I Fucking think, idiot. I think it was Caitlin. Um, but no, I, this this tracks for The Flash. They essentially, they had the same character and they were just like, they are the same person, exact same traits all and over for Ugh. no, just to make it fucking awful. But I love the idea of like, Cisco, that was the best name ever created. What could be better than that? Chester P. Prunk. We've done it again. Prunk, <laughs> prunk, prunk. 
I wish they call him Prunk. That's fun. Uh, <laughs> the Flash is Wednesdays on the CW. Our next show is Titans. This week's episode of Titans is called Project Starfire. Taste Buds, I ask you this. Did you ever go through a phase called Project Startfire in which you were a little pyro? I had a boombox that stopped working, so I melted it in my own bedroom with no ventilation, and that's the origin of Mike's bad brain. The way your voice got a little lower to tell this very truthful story, we entered. Oh no, is that my tell? (laughs) I get less cartoony when I'm being real. It was just like, listen, guys, here's a bit of my trauma. Um, I set this on fire, but yeah, we've all been in a pyro phase, ages three to four. Okay, Cassie, tell a story. Um, one time, you know, I was home alone and I was like, what if this match really could burn down my house? And it did. (laughs) (laughs) End of story. Uh, I don't know. I don't know if this is a bit or not. That's how Cassie lost her parents. (laughs) (laughs) Um, that was for The Flash. Titans. Titans Thursdays, HBO Max. Our next show is Gotham Knights. On episode seven of Gotham Knights, there's an art thief on the loose who's stealing all the pieces that Alan Wayne previously owned, and these teens just can't stand for that. This week's vigilante work ends up bringing the group closer to the Court of Owls, while Duella and Carrie try to find the 19th century serial killer slash circus performer, Talon, for some reason that I'm sure is super important. Taste but I ask you, who out of all of us is most likely to turn into a serial killer slash circus performer? I mean, like... Cassie's a circus performer. Mike's a serial killer. But like the two at the same time, that's a hard one. So we're on each other's shoulders. Don't throw my <laughs> devil stickery in my face, please. <laughs> but I mean, isn't the ultimate devil stick a machete that you kill people with? Yes. I now think Ryan is going to be Ryan, but he tries to frame you and I separately. That's why he's been building up this lore all the time of that you are into devil sticks and I'm a murderer, apparently. And you're and you're into burning your house down. <laughs> yeah. Why would Ryan make uh, up that story? That's so weird that he started that shit. I'm sorry that I started that rumor. Uh, <laughs> but there is also my favorite song. Murder, stab you. It's a great lullaby for a child. Gotham Knights is Tuesdays on the CW. Our final show is Superman and Lois. On this week's Superman and Lois, everyone is reassessing their relationships as Chrissy runs into Sarah and Lana, and it goes about how you'd expect. John meets Nat's new boyfriend, and it goes about how you'd expect. And Lois and Clark discover the truth of Bruno and Pia, and it does not go how you'd expect. Meanwhile, the twins are not cool with Hologramma. What? (laughs) That's a name? No, but their grandma is a hologram, Ryan. (laughs) I love it, Mike. The twins are not cool with hologramma. Saying Kryptonian tech cannot help Lois. Taste buds, I ask you this. Lois and Clark tell their kids they can't use Kryptonian tech on Lois because then they'd have to give it to everyone. Does that hold any water? Look, when hologramma says it, you're like, okay, she's Kryptonian. She's a machine. I guess I believe her that it would probably kill Lois and hurt her worse than the chemo and cancer are. But when Clark and Lois say it to their boys... Uh, that okay I guess that's some true blue boy scout bullshit like well would it be fair if your mom could get healed but I don't give it to the rest of the world I don't know man yes this made me think Bruno, Bruno Mannheim straight up him and Clark as Clark not as Superman are talking because uh, Lois is like I need to interview Bruno but this chemo is getting me down so can you handle it and he's like yeah and he, it starts normal interview then they get into it 
And then Bruno starts yelling. He's like, wouldn't you do anything to save your wife? Isn't that how you feel? And he's screaming at Clark's face. And Clark's like, yes, but also I think we're talking about you, aren't we, Bruno? Uh, and we've learned that Pia is Bruno Mannheim's wife. We see a lot of their flashback together. But now I do think Bruno would do more for his wife than Clark would do for his. Bruno is the hero of the show. Clark's a monster and is letting his wife die, even though he has the tech in his fortress of solitude. First of all, apparently we just do not like bow down to the rule, the one rule of the show that we do not talk about Bruno because you are talking about him left and right. <laughs> Second of all, um, this is what this is the world that liberals want. Like this is fucking bullshit. Bruno Mannheim is out there like hurting people to save his wife. That's very different right. than using technology one time. It's it. Th- liberals are like, uh, I can't watch this movie because these fictional characters did not consent to me watching them have sex. This is uh-huh. this is a bridge too far. People save your wife. Save your wife with the technology Just, that you have. And I love. Uh, this was a great Jonathan episode, and he keeps be, before. That happens before that conversation and that towards the beginning of the episode, Jonathan just wakes up and you know how teenagers are just like butts sometimes. They're just angry little dicks in the morning. Mm-hmm. And Clark's like, whoa, buddy, what's up? And he's like, why aren't you in the fortress trying to figure this shit out? You're just hanging out with her getting chemo. You have alien technology from around the universe. And Clark's like, he's you right. shouldn't talk to me about him. Jonathan is right, man. He's, he's absolutely right. And then towards the end, they, they, they come back and like they, the boys find Lana's last will and testament estate stuff she also apparently wrote them all letters like if i should die letters and the kids are like you are sicker than you are saying you are what the fuck and they're like they're trying to be like no just in case and you're not going to convince 15 year olds of that but jonathan goes on this great rant he's like oh you're gonna tell me i should hope my way through it because that's what you do dad because you're fucking superman i'm not mom's not hope is bullshit and i was just like jonathan jonathan <laughs> yeah i yeah is this the new it's- actor Jordan's the yes. original. Jonathan's yes. the new, right? And he's like I, fitting right in. He's fitting in. He and him and yeah, I, I I liked old Jonathan. He was great, but yeah, I think the new kid is great. Um, I'm just enjoying, and there's so many different plot lines, and some of them are death and life, and some of them are just super small town. You're dating my ex husband. It's a delightful show that gets heavy, and everybody should be watching it. It is crazy how heavy this episode gets and how well they constantly deal with these heavy moments. Like, it's where the show shines. It's insane. Wait, Cassie, I'm sorry. Did you watch this episode and I'm just mouthing off? No, I did not, but you're oh, okay. um, you're painting such a good picture here. You're it's like we segment. all watched it. Yeah, we're he- all you. here with you. Do you know a fun, crazy twist? So Nat uh, brings Mateo, who she met at that party, and he's like, I saw you once when you met Petropolis High, and I want to date you so now he's been hanging out uh she brings him in for lunch jonathan john henry irons is a fucking dick even though he's like yeah come over i'll cook him lunch i want to meet him and then he just keeps anytime the kid is around he like turns into an asshole and he keeps talking to lonnie he's like i don't know what's wrong with me i want to be nice to the kid and then i see the way he looks at nat and i'm like fuck you get out of my house and so he's going on that whole journey at the end of the episode guess who mateo's parents are guys nat Bruno Mannheim and Pia. Who killed John Henry Irons of this world? Bruno Mannheim and Pia. Fuck. So we're going to keep delicious. talking about Bruno. We're going to keep talking about Bruno. I have to assume. I have to assume that Superman, you know, like it's, it. Superman has to deal with his Superman shit. Clark, like, I have to be the good person. I have to be the best person in, in all possible ways. But when the countdown is there, when the clock is about to wind out, he'll be like, no, I'm just kidding. Superman powers technology, say blow us, right? You got it, right? Yeah. Absolutely has to. 
And no one can uh, fault him for that. No one can fault him for that. Except those goddamn libs. <laughs> was you there a moment of the week? <laughs> yeah, is that pretty much the two main big guys? Do we got any other interesting stories happening on this episode? Well, uh, Chrissy and Kyle, they, and Kyle's not in this episode, but Chrissy having to deal with It's a Tiny Town, and she runs into Lana and Sarah everywhere she goes, and Oh, the daggers that are, it's 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 great. I we don't have time to get into it. We don't have to get into it, but it's great. All right, let's go to moment of the week then. Uh, two is one, and this is moments like this are why I love uh, Superman Lois. Is they they hash it out with Bruno and Pia, and then Pia has had her last treatment. Like the doctors are like, it's just making you more miserable. You're done. So she ends up inviting them to her little like, hey, I'm done ceremony. Let's have champagne. And this is the shit I love. We all know who's a villain, but. I can see the human in you. They don't know he's Superman, but he knows they're villains, and they're like, you know what? Let's just all share a glass of wine because this is it's that shit I love. I love like I know who you are, but sometimes you got to just like shake it off and be humans with each other. Hey, Mike, uh, I, I, it's just the three of us right now, right? Just as friends talking yes. to friends, pound for pound. Is this a better show than Smallville? Yes. I'd say a thousand percent. Oh, not even close. Not even close. Not even close. Blows it out of the water. Uh, and then my fun moment of the week is uh, John Henry Irons comes into the mayoral office to interrupt a mayoral meeting because Lana is the mayor just to ask for parental advice. And her coworker, as she's leaving, turns around and goes, oh, my God, about how hot John is as she walks out. And I was like, delightful. <laughs> uh, Superman and Lois is Tuesdays on the CW. That is it for the pool list. Coming up next, it's Extaz. Welcome to Extaz Mania, bitch. A mini show within a show where we take an in-depth, episode-by-episode look at Fox's seminal and underrated early morning soap, soap opera from the mid-90s X-Men the Animated Series. This week we watched Hidden Agendas, and when it starts off, we are in a mine with the most construction motherfuckers you have ever met in your life. Hey, y'all, there, Cassie. Give me that fucking pickaxe. I gotta fucking get some diamonds. Watch out. Be careful. There could be some gayus between the walls. Gayus. Oh my God. Is there a gayus here? The fact that they all shared the same mustache, not had the same mustache, all shared it all together. <laughs> like the three witches with their the eyes. Yeah, the three around. norns. <laughs> Just passed it My between. turn to see with the mustache. <laughs> Guys, I figured this late in the game, in the game, this would be a minor episode of X Men, but I didn't know There's to what degree. Full miners, a family of miners. It runs deep in their blood. I'm gonna let the audience know I had that written down. I typed out, "This is a minor episode of X Men." So proud of you. So proud of you, Ryan. Um, but we have a good time where we get a full like behind the scenes drama of this family. We know like they're all in this cave. They're all growing up trying to be miners here, and the cave starts to collapse as caves do, or mines do. All of them do. All of them do. Always. All of them do. Terrible place to work. They absolutely will. If you work in one, it's going to go down at one point. And luckily, you know, they would have all died, at least these three that we saw that were sharing a mustache, except one of them was super powered and was able to turn his feet on fire and fly out of there. Now, Cassie's being a little bit glib right now. Never. Mike, do, do you want to describe Sam Guthrie, a.k.a. Cannonball? She has no respect for Sam Guthrie, a.k.a. Cannonball. <laughs> he turns his whole lower half on fire. Sorry, not uh-huh. the feetsies. And Hips can fly down. out of there. The dick is and his also. Mom even, it, it, yeah, that dick pure fire. <laughs> <laughs> the mom points out 
he's Superman when he's flying, but he's normal like the rest of them when he's not, which made me think, wait, so is he stronger when he's flying as well? Well, there's some stuff at the end that we should definitely talk about when we get there. But uh, yeah, also he didn't have his classic like 1940s goggles and helmet. No, he's just in like overalls and a plaid. And according to the animation, there's no way he could wear a hat of any sort or helmet because of his ears, which were roughly the size of two grown men. <laughs> Why? Yeah, the animators of this show hate Sam Guthrie and want everybody to know what the size of their ears. Or maybe they're like, wait, how does he fly? Well, I know Dumbo flies because of his ears. I guess we'll give that to Sam as well. Let's put a feather in his trunk as well. I know a lot of this season has looked a little different than older seasons, but this episode looked particularly batshit bad, right? Uh, new characters, essentially, thrown in here. <laughs> Like, Rogue was not Rogue. Yeah. No, I mean, like, yeah. everybody was like, all right, challenge, what, draw with your less dominant hand, <laughs> and let's just see if we can make a cartoon show. Let's put it on air. Let's see if they notice. <laughs> it, I, there, I, there's a lot of X-Men cartoons out there, right? And I've watched a lot of them. So, yeah, there's a minute where I was like, oh, did I turn on the wrong one? Mm-hmm. Like, here's a new X-Men I've never watched before. I, this is so late in the game, because I believe we only have one episode left. Which this is the penultimate That's episode. insane. <laughs> That's that's something we should probably talk about. But so I don't know like that. I, I know the history of the first and second seasons, right? We have talked to the um The Leewalds. The Leewalds about the bona fide hit that it was when this show came out. But at this point, is anybody watching? Mm-hmm. So like did did the budget go down and then nobody watched, or was nobody watching and then the budget went down? I don't know. I do know that they, because of delays they've had, and we've dealt through this without the season being like, what is the right order to watch? Uh, that they would just start airing whatever episode was ready, no matter. It, it, that's good because this is not a serialized show. You don't need to watch one. To sure. The There's no, the previously on X Men is not a famous phrase that we all quote constantly. <laughs> um, but I do know they used a few different studios at this point. So I think they're like, who's ready? Who's got one for us? Let's go, go, go. So they started because their main studio was so slow sometimes. They just started to go to other ones. But you know that like triangle of work in that like if you want it fast, you can have it fast and cheap, but it won't be good. You right. can have it fast and good, but it won't be cheap, and et cetera. So like, I think that they're, it's not just that these are bad animators, right? They're not bad at their jobs. They were saying, we're going to give you very little money, and we want it in two weeks. Right, and yeah. so they were like, "This is what you get then, and what we uh-huh. got is re- honestly, legitimately hard to watch." Yeah, yes. Like Rogue's it- eyes, her face, like her eyes are dead. The face is like <laughs> almost like not there. Like it's wild. Her ass on this version does quit, <laughs> and that is not what we're used to. <laughs> the whole budget got taken away from her ass. What uh, if that was it? They were like, <laughs> we have to strike $50,000 out of the budget. And they were like, all right, Rogue's ass gone. Fine. Say goodbye. Fine. You no, wanted no, this. No, no, way. We'll find the money. We'll find the money. Um, going back to the episode, though, we do have the family uh, back at their house recapping what just happened to themselves. Yeah. Um, just kind they, of- said, they straight up said previously on the last scene of X-Men. And <laughs> yeah. The little sister is telling Paige. the story. Paige is telling the story. Who she becomes... Who does she become? Boom Boom? She she gets powers eventually, right? Does she? Paige Guthrie? I thought so. Boom Boom's um, first name might be Paige, but that just might be like an Easter egg as opposed to a real thing. 
There, yes, uh, Cassie. There's an X Men <laughs> named yeah, Boom Boom. Fucking with me. <laughs> and she creates explosions. Okay. Oh, we could so easily just start making fucking X characters. <laughs> Cassie would have no one. They changed it to Boomer at a certain point because that was more cool. But I disagree. Yeah. Boom Boom. Boom Boom. That's is, cool. Yeah, that's great. Once they changed it to Boomer, all the other X Men. Anytime she said anything, went okay. Boomer. <laughs> no respect. Cable. Deadpool. Wolverine. Boom boom. Let's go on a mission. <laughs> I made a boom boom. I want it so bad. Uh, uh, the little sister is telling the story. She's like, I heard this. And Sam's like, yep, yep. I mean, we were there. I don't. Why are you telling us this? <laughs> I was literally well, the one who did it, so I don't know. Paige said, I heard this. And Sam said, I heard everything because my ears are satellites. So <laughs> it's... We're, were you guys surprised what a supportive family and for a little bit in the beginning... Mining town, how everybody just loved Sam. They're like, hell yeah, he saves our lives and he mines with us even though he's 15. Supportive and sober. There's no way that people in a mining town <laughs> aren't fucking drunk off their assholes. That is it. Thank you. That reminded me of this is a lot of this is also in the very first episode of Dope Sick uh-huh. that show all about how opioids are bad. Uh, the biggest difference is uh, when the mountain shaft falls, there is no cannonball. And the girl gets addicted to opioids. Uh, other than that, same show. Or, motherfucker, how about a different documentary where the cave does cave in, and that's what the whole town is known, and that's how the bar is named, and then they do a musical at the elementary school. Are you, Cassie, are you sad that Sam Guthrie saved everybody, and then they couldn't do a musical at I the elementary so school? I was so sad that all the kids couldn't say, to remember my daddy, he died, or whatever those kids say. What is this from? <laughs> Resident Alien. Oh shit! <laughs> I totally had forgotten about that. The best episode. Um, but yeah, when this family is recapping what just happened, uh, there is a bad guy in a suit who shows up, and you know he's a bad guy because he, one, he shows up in a suit, and also wearing he, a suit. <laughs> he just kind of peers into their open screen door with all of his eighty wrinkles on his forehead and suit, and they're like, "Well, this is clearly a bad guy." They're like, what is that? Green smoke? Is a bunch of green smoke appearing from the front of our yard? Oh, hello, you three family. I'm wearing a suit. And he's trying to recruit Sam. Mm -hmm. Sorry, I'm trying to put respect on his name. That was me putting respect on it. Um, (laughs) No, it's a really hard name to forget. So, Uh, so, yeah. Very complicated. Uh, but they're trying to recruit him for their Peace Corps, is how he's it's pitching like a it. Peace Corps for the mutants. Yeah. And he's going to do so much good if he would join. And, you know, little Sam's just too attached to his family, and he can't let Pa be in the mines by himself. So he's not ready yet. And that this guy obviously doesn't like that. So he's like, hey, we got to make him hate this fucking town and have no other choice but to leave. So they start turning the town against him, which is honestly a good plan. <laughs> yeah. The plan was gangbusters for a while Be- before the town starts turning against him we do flash to the x-mansion mm-hmm. and uh somebody is finally i feel like on our side about beast because he walks into the scene and just goes mail call <laughs> yeah. and it's annoying pool. enough that he messes up gambit's pool shot but they're like rogan gambit gambit is being so fucking creepy about this pool game like that was the one time where i was like welcoming beast into here as he's going full blues clues of mail time let me read the news to you guys like a fucking newsy he was like you guys see this headline boy almost dies in a mine and i was like what (laughs) of course it's beast doing that uh and so rogue's like boy almost dies in a mine I should probably go see him. <laughs> Me alone. 
Yeah, she's like, what is it? In the South? I'm Southern. Let me take this. And then just leaves. Well, uh, she also said, I'm drawn like shit. They probably are, too. So I'll fit <laughs> right the fuck I in. I'll find my people. I don't, I don't love Cassie's use of, when she talks about Beast, to call him Blue's Clues. That feels racist. <laughs> it feels derogatory. That, doesn't that feel weird? Blue's oh, what's up, Blue's Clues? Came in shouting mail time and would tell you what he had in the mail. Look at this fuzzy blues food clues fuck. <laughs> um, but speaking of racism, we do cut back to the town. And that's when we see them turning everyone against the mutants because they'll steal your girl and they'll also kill your cows because of radiation. Yeah. yeah, the cows are dying because the mutants are giving off radiation. Probably other people get cancer. Mr. Ste- mutant steal your girl. <laughs> At one point, kid says, steal my girl and kill my cows. Those are both of the things I fuck. <laughs> I hate them. Um, and that's when Rogue also shows up and she just kind of appears at the house and starts talking yeah. to Sam and like mentoring him, I guess. Uh, uh not uh, like, look, you know, I'm all about Southern hospitality. Uh, I think it's Paige goes up to the door when Rogue is there. I think that Paige sort of recognizes her, but Rogue doesn't wait and just walks right in. Hello. Yeah. Can you, can you be invited before I get you a cup of sweet tea? <laughs> Ask for your parents. Maybe don't let the eight year old not invite you in. <laughs> <laughs> she's like entertain me give me some tea um but while they're, she's out talking to the kid this military group is obviously watching sam so they get photos of rogue report back to the leader they're like hey um this is happening i think it's this rogue from the x-men and he's like great take her out any way you can also including murder F- fine with it guys i think that the thing that we riled up the entire town about uh, like now we have a little bit more evidence. Can we? Should we keep riling up the town? Should we just keep giving them false evidence for this? Is just Fox News, guys. This is just Fox News. Fox, Fox, Fox. Fox is run by the military, the yes. animated military, the <laughs> poorly animated military. Uh, at the same time, Gambit is stalking Rogue, yeah, because uh, he's jealous of this child that she came down to mentor, uh, and he so easily gets captured. He gets captured right away just because he's walking around. <laughs> And then they're like, well, we're going to make you part of the team. And by part of the team, they mean throw them in a tube. Um, Yeah. Men in tubes. Men in tubes. (laughs) We get right to the men. Like, they open up a door and they're like, hey, Gambit, you want to see something you've seen 1,000 times over the course of this TV series (laughs) and all the movies, anything related to X Men? (gasps) Men in tubes. And they, like, there he is. There's just a dude in a tube. (laughs) Just a dude in a tube. They're like, do you want to know the worst thing that can happen to you? You could be this man in this tube. That's your Ga- future. Gambit's like, I've been an X-Man for three months. I've been in a tube 1,000 times. Are you kidding me? <laughs> I've uh, heard that the MCU, that like the X-Men brand is a little dead. So instead of calling the first movie X-Men, it will be called Men in Tubes. God, what a good title. Um, By Men in Tubes. <laughs> they do got to prep Gambit to be in this tube, and the way they prep him is shave a tiny bald spot with the cheapest razor I've ever fucking seen. <laughs> it's so good. They lay him down on a table just to shave a tiny piece of his head. But they do. It's one of my favorite Gambit moments because he's still like he he's probably gonna die. And he still has time to go just a little off the top. Shit. <laughs> he's like, I'm gonna fucking crack wise till you kill me. This fucking guy. Um, but that's when, guys, don't worry, he doesn't get thrown in a tube because Beast and Professor X come in and save the day by making everybody go sleepy time and they just take him out or they get uh, Gambit out from there. 
And now, it's, a, it's important to note, Cassie, that Professor X does not love going into people's brains. He doesn't like to do it. He just does it three to seven times per episode. But, like, that is his limit. Like, he doesn't want to do it any more than that. He only does it when he has to. And he absolutely has to all those times every day. Like, what else mm-hmm. is he going to do? Um, it's either go to their brains or put some men in tubes. The tube He moves. has a line. Guys, can I make a request right now for my next birthday? My next birthday is like a week away. So for my next, next birthday, I want all of us to be in tubes while we hire a somebody dressed like an evil scientist to walk around with a clipboard and just look at us while we're in those tubes. Is that is that a lot to ask for? I no, will absolutely not. I have savings that I will fucking... <laughs> throw at this these tubes and hopefully in a year you will have forgotten so when we kidnap you and throw you in a tube and you look around and see all your friends and family in tubes you're gonna be like what is happening i would be so scared but yet so stoked like when you learn you're in a sci-fi movie it's such a like it's such a fulfilling moment you know you you get that weird triangle mask that bubbles still come out of even though it's not attached (laughs) that's where the whole budget's gonna go to as well yeah um, and once they get Gambit out, I get all the X Men kind of just meet up with each other, and they're like, "We got to go hit this town because the town is in full mob mode. They're hating the mutant. They're trying to get uh, torches, pitchforks, every they like this Singing. is full mob. The- well, partly the the mob kicked up. Not only was the army spreading rumors, but the one of the rumors was uh he's fucking your c- girlfriend and your cows. Uh, that punk kid got friends to go threaten Sam. Uh, and even another kid is like, he saved your daddy. He's like, I don't care. My daddy should have died, this beauty freak. <laughs> and Sam flies after them and runs them off the road. And that's yeah. when the town's really like, wait. We did not <laughs> we did not talk enough about those teenagers. Uh, one of the kids is very badass. There's a skull on his shirt. Uh, He's Butnick from Salute Your Shorts. <laughs> Seriously. Uh, and they're at a diner because... That's where teenagers hang out. And they just come in and they rile each other up against mutants. And if you say, well, you know, that guy is not so bad, I will shove you onto the fucking ground, dude. Don't you ever say that to me. Yeah, I think he's got a skull t-shirt, sleeveless, and potentially Mm -hmm. fingerless gloves. I can't remember if that's just me putting that on him to complete the whole (laughs) character or if he actually has those. Cassie, he tries to buy shirts with sleeves on. He puts them on. The sleeves shoot right off. Like It's impossible for those biceps to like contain the sleeves. When we do uh, come, this full mob is ready to turn on a mutant, and then they're like, hey, luckily, all the X-Men, which are mutants, are here. Go after them. Yeah, uh, the da- Daddy Guthrie, who thought was a good guy, is just like, it's not my kid. Look at them. Look at those fucking <laughs> That is not the, the move. <laughs> but, like, I would also, not that I'm a mob member, but I would also be, if, if like, they separated the crowd and there was just a team of superhero <laughs> weirdos <laughs> posing perfectly right when the mob broke i would also have some questions in full formation where you can see all of them <laughs> uh, and around the same time the military walks up to sam is like yeah they, they're terrorists sam you should come with us uh and it's a picture of the x-men and sam's like they're the x-men bro i know who they are they're very famous they are not terrorists yeah and the military's just like well gas him gas the kid <laughs> <laughs> he knows too much. We got to get him out. He's in a helicopter at this point. So right as he starts to get gassed, he does a uh, launch off um, to go warn Which, the X-Men. In what might be the worst episode that we've ever watched, with the worst animation that we've ever seen, him diving out of that helicopter and then blasting off, that looked pretty cool. That was pretty that sweet. Was cool. It was good. 
Um, and then we have, you know, a battle of this team versus uh, the X-Men. They've got their little cheap Iron Man guys going after them. Rogue's throwing these guys because that's what Rogue does. Um, they're starting to wreck all these guys. And that's when the general's like, you got to send out Unit 1. And guys, Unit 1 is an absolute fucking unit when he comes out. <laughs> Shredded. Shredded and radioactive shooting sparks at people, I guess. Like yeah. He's roided like, up Jubilee. Sp- sparky yeah he's sparky jubilee mutant hulk and he's only got one supercharge in him and that's it and then he passes the fuck out (laughs) (laughs) was there no jubilee in this episode no no huh she had the lsats no way that's for lawyers she had the sats (laughs) the psats yes the psats um so when this dude passes out the x-men take care of him while uh why do they separate? Sam. Oh yeah, Sam oh. goes after the military. I thought you were trying train. to remember his name again. He has to find. <laughs> he has to go find a train. And look, man, I love Sam Guthrie. I love Cannonball. But when he goes and finds a train, I thought he was gonna like grab it and stop it, or like pull it the opposite direction. Nope. He, his bottom half is like a cannon ball. His top half is human as fuck, and he headbutts a train. I don't. <laughs> He wearing no helmet. I don't understand that part. And the train derails. Right. And that's when I was like, oh, his mom said he was Superman when he's flying. So I guess he's stronger now. But that's not comic accurate, that correct? Is, I guess cartoon is, you know, this is the cartoon and that's what we should take it as. But like, he just, you, you can't just headbutt it, a train. It would have been hilarious if he tried. He just died like, oh, he didn't know his powers. And he's just like, the train fully fly meets windshield. Blood and brain splattered on the front of a train. <laughs> windshield wiper. And Storm's like, well, we all learned a lot today. And that was the end. Sadly, that wasn't the ending. We do cut to the family the next day. They're packing up out of town because they can't just live in this town anymore. They still hate them. And that's when Charles is like, hey, Sam, you've always got a family with us and he's like like read the room like they're clearly trying to stay a family right now and professor x like <laughs> yeah. let me get another one you can be my yeah. family give me another kid <laughs> i need another <laughs> um sick of jubilee <laughs> he does turn him down though he's like no nah, i gotta i still gotta be with my family and that's he, when he, he says straight up he, he straight up says look man uh, animators don't know how to draw me, so when they figure that out, I'll be part of your team. Until then, I'm going to stay here off your show. All right? <laughs> Good night. And um, Rogue goes to say goodbye to him, and that's when you see how insecure Gambit really is, is when these two are talking, and Gambit's like, wow, when's the wedding? And I'm like, this fucking guy. And that is the end of the episode. It ends with that fucking moment. Then maybe it's a little before that. Uh, they they We check back in with the military, and the random general we've seen a couple times out of nowhere, they zoom in as he says, the X-Men's elimination just became our top priority. This petty bitch. Hey, yep. bro, <laughs> stand in line, bro. I don't know what to yeah, tell you. So like many. You, you are the 19th in line that like want to eliminate. I know you thought that that moment was really big for you. Like I bet like your team thought that that was cool, but you're not going to get to the X-Men, all right? Settle down. Settle down. Uh... But that is the end of the episode, so we got to go to our awards. Uh, starting off with the most 90s thing. Mike, what do you got? The line, I've decided the most 90s thing. The line, something like Peace Corps for Mutants. I feel like Peace Corps was very big in the 90s. Feel that? We talked about it, I think, in the Pauly Shore movie Biodome. There's, it was just a lot of Peace Corps jokes flying around back then. I feel it. I feel you. Uh, Ryan, what do you got? 
Um, oh, it's absolutely uh, mob justice, torches, pitchforks. That is absolutely the most 1890s moment of this entire episode. <laughs> Uh, for most 90s thing, I do have making your villain um, wear a suit and put 58 wrinkles on his forehead so you know he's a bad guy. Just feels nice. Is that to 90s me. to you? That's 90s to me. It's classic <laughs> 90s. guy in his 90s. Uh, but Ryan, I'll give that to you for pitchforks and fire. Our next one is best use of power. Ryan, what do you got? Nope, best gas blind. Don't give me the power yet. I want gas blind. Uh, my uh, biggest gasp was uh, I realized that we had not watched Cannonball, a.k.a. Sam Guthrie, land. And then when we finally do, he just eats shit so hard. <laughs> and I gasped a little bit. He just, he just fucking tries to tuck and roll, but he just lands smack dab on his face. It's hard to balance when your ears are that fucking big, Ryan. <laughs> Another ear joke, Cassie. God, how rude. Uh, Mike, what do you got? We are used to Gambit being just a total perv and Wolverine sniffing seats of where his teammates have sat. But I think this is the first time Rogue has perved out, and it surprised me. Because when they're learning about Sam via Beast's newsagram, she's like, well, I'll go visit him. No 16-year-old boy would mind a visit from a southern gal. What the (laughs) fuck, Rogue? You've said his age right here, and we know you're like at least 10 years older. What do you know? But like, do you disagree with her logic? She's not. No, but it's just, I don't know. It felt wrong to be like, I'll I'll seduce him into being in the X-Men. I got it. Don't worry, guys. (laughs) Quiet part out loud. (laughs) (laughs) For best gas blind, I do have the moment of um, when Homegirl did shave that tiny little patch in Gambit's hair. (laughs) Just because I wasn't ready for them to shave those locks, those pervy, nasty locks. I didn't think they would do it, and Gambit would be so fine with it. Um that's clearly the correct one, so I'm going to give that point to myself. Thank you. <laughs> Our next one is best use of power. Mike, what do you got? Uh, Sam, after the truck of the teens, he like, fucked with him and said, I don't like your kind. And him being like, you're like, oh, he's just going to scare him. And he's like, no, I'm going to fully run this truck off the road. <laughs> Fuck these kids. I'm going to murder <laughs> children. Sam, 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 Sam. There's always like... Our heroes are supposed to have moments where they hold back. Like again, he crashed that whole train. He was he yeah. murdered these children. Like he does not care. He He'll do a mur- murder. The fact that that truck did not burn and like like it was being sent into the sun was probably a surprise to Sam. He was like, "Oh fuck! <laughs> I thought those all of those children would be murdered." <laughs> uh, Ryan, what do you got for best use of power? Well, I have the Sam save from the beginning, Cassie, where he saves the miners while they're trying to share a mustache. Uh, <laughs> he is taking them out of certain death. I thought that was like an actual heroic thing instead mm. of the villainous thing that Mike said. Mm, interesting. We'll see which take ends up winning. Um, also, I have the best use of power of X and Beast coming together to put people to sleep as soon as they enter a room, um, just because that was what they've always been known for. But, Ryan, is it a surprise to let you know that that point's going to Mike? Because the villainous one is obviously the correct answer. It's not it's a not surprise villainous. at all, Cassie, but thanks Crazy. for asking. Fuck those racist kids. <laughs> Our next one is LVP. Ryan, what do you got? My LVP is Gambit because I figured at this point I would need a point, and that's how you get a point from Cassie, is to, t- to let the audience know that Gambit was the worst part of this episode. Well, he does know his host. That's great. Uh, Mike, what do you got? I thought about Gambit a lot because he does suck generally. Uh, but there's a guy in the mob where Sam is like, no, nah, these military guys are trying to, they're stealing kids and they're trying to come after me. And the guy in the mob 
He says, oh, you better have proof before you start accusing people. He's defending anonymous people he has not met over what this kid is saying to him. A kid he, that he's seen since he was a little kid, now grown to a 16-year-old heroic boy. Fuck that guy. <laughs> Mike, you, you put some thought into it, but um, I'm sorry. The <laughs> answer is obviously Gambit, and Ryan said it first, so he's going to get the point. Our final one is MVP. Mike, what do you got? Sam is 16, he's not been trained, and he still does better than most of our X-Men have ever have. He crushes, man. Even with his bad drawing and big old floppy ears, it's Sam. <laughs> uh, Ryan, what do you got? Uh, I want to say the brakes on that truck. Like, eventually, I didn't know what was going to happen with that truck. I thought it was going to be shot into the moon. But eventually, it does like a little bit of turning and then finally hits the brakes. Those are good brakes. <laughs> Pretty good brakes. Probably uh, BF Goodrich. <laughs> is, is that a brake company, Cassie? No, but it's okay. Uh, I think it's a tire company. I think it's a tire company. My MVP is going to be uh, Beast for interrupting that weird-ass moment between Rogue and Gambit when they were playing pool because I was uncomfortable. So shout-out to him for coming in the middle for that. Um, I will give that one to Mike, though, and that means... Our final ones. I got me with one, and Mike and Ryan, you both came away with two points each. You're both the winners today, guys. Now split this trophy. I'll cut it down the middle. I was thinking more like divorce kid rules. Like some of you guys get it. You get like alternating weekends, but however works for you guys. Samson rules. Perfect. Cut it down the middle. Well, you guys, that is the end of our show, which means I need you guys out of the studio. Thank you so much for this great episode, putting in the work, coming into studio. Well, um, actually, Cassie, I was wondering if I could just stay. You want to stay? Too? Yeah, I mean, like, don't you think I deserve it? I, you guys both did win X-Men, so if that's what you guys want, I can. No, I don't want to. I'll leave. Bye. <laughs> Hard move. Well, okay. I'm- All right. Um, Mike, have you also left the building? Yes. Great. They're out of here. That's good because I have some guests on. Um, I have a big get. I have Gopher Hybrid Bobby here to tell me about some websites. Uh, hi, Cassie. Hi, Bobby. Thank you for <gasps> waddling in here. I'm so, I'm so nervous because I have... It's so hard to be as cute as I am. It's uh, cute is what everybody thinks when they see you, and I'm sure it is hard to be like that. But be honest, do you think I'm cute? I think your voice is like a cute character. I love being cute, and I love you thinking I'm cute. 100%. Um, Bobby, I know you spend a lot of time underground, but um, I'm hoping you still know what some websites are and that you could tell the people about them. I go underground and I get dirt on my face and I'm like, ew, 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 dirt. Ew, <laughs> oh, you, ew, 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 dirt. You don't like the dirt? I thought you would like the dirt as a no. gopher. I go, ew, 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 ew. You know what I go for? A nice bath. Oh, that's good. That's good. You know, it never seems like you have ever gotten a bath. You do take baths? No, I do. I smell really good. Oh, huh? surprising. That's a, that's a big drop for everyone to know. I go for shampoo and I go for conditioner. You love this one. How often do you use this little bit? <laughs> oh, 
the things I go for. Yeah. I go, I go for this bit a lot. Because pe- people that are taller than me love it. <laughs> they they <laughs> love it. Have you ever met a person not taller than you? Oh, no. That would be terrible. I would hate them. <laughs> Whoa. I would I would go for my Whoa. hammer and I would beat them in the brain this if they were smaller than me. I fucking knew. I knew you were a stone cold killer, Bobby. I knew that was underneath, underneath you. People that are smaller than me are disgusting. And I hawk loogies on their carcass. Wow, this is getting dark. Before we get too much, um, I can't ruin Bobby for everybody. Uh, can you please just tell me about some websites, Bobby, and not about murder? When I am going to go for a website, I go for popfilter.co, which has everything you guys talk about. Everything. <laughs> oh, you got yourself with that one. Good chuckle. And then I go for a different website. Good. And that's your pop. It's pop. Pop. You pop. Your pop filter deco slash Amazon. And I go for it. Yeah. Yeah, you do go for it. Oh, uh, and when it comes to the gold medal of life and winning it, mm-hmm. I go for it. <laughs> God damn it. I don't know why I didn't see that one coming. I'm disappointed in myself. How could you not see that coming? I'll no. fucking kill you with a hammer. Like, I'll what? fucking... I'm telling you. I'll fucking... You can't, you can't I reach my kneecaps, you little fucking shorty. I'll, I'll fucking hit. Okay, how about, a, how about a hammer to the kneecap? Does that sound good? Fuck off, Bobby. Get out of my studio. Get out of here. You're never welcome back. I do not like you. You are not cute. Go ah! fucking door, bitch. All right, now that Bobby's out of here, I do have... Fuck you! I'm drunk on wine! <laughs> I drink out of wine for the you're first a, time! You're a fucking child, you can't I drink wine. fucking... No, I, I'll drink wine! I'll drink wine taller than you, bitch! <laughs> whoa, whoa, Bobby. This is a darker side to you, and I do not appreciate it. I'm taking your, turning your mic off. You're not welcome here. Um, I do have somebody I do like now entering. I have Skimbleshanks, the railroad cat, here to tell me about the other show on the network. Well, I'm Skimbleshanks, <laughs> the railway cat. You do this and I do that. Tippity tap tap, tippity tap 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 tap, tippity tap, Skimbleshanks. God, your moves are always so good, Skimbleshanks. I'm so happy to have you in the studio. Thank you. I'm happy to be here. Um, As much as I would love to let you just perform for a full hour a little dance number i can do that look at him go his feet are so fast it's insane um i hate to take up your time with this but if you could please tell me about another show on the network okay but you gave that gerbil 45 minutes but skimble shanks the talent you're kicking out of here well i just know you're like a big git i'm sure you have a lot of things to go for that gopher doesn't have anything going on yeah. in his life you know like fuck that gopher. I, do, I do have to fly across country to perform at sales forces big conference so you will not believe how many figures it's six they're paying me six figures for a 15 minute dance routine it's great damn you you deserve corporate it. circuit guys get out of there corporate circuits <laughs> um but yeah, if you you can do a little dance number while, because I know you have the lung capacity, the talent to do this. Mm-hmm. Um, if you mm-hmm. do want to do a little mm-hmm. dance while you tell me about the other show, fully here for it. All right, I'll do this river dance style. So waist down, 
going nuts. <laughs> Waist up, Stone Cold Steve Austin not moving at all. So you should definitely go to, I don't, you should, movie of the year is what you should listen to. And it's, uh, they're going through 2002 and it's delightful. Oh, look at me go. Oh, spinning around on his tail, Skibble Shanks is. <laughs> movie of the year is that show. Great review, follow, subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. God, it's amazing to watch you work. Thank you so much for taking time out of your busy day um, to come and do this at the studio. Um, if you can, if you can go ahead and river dance on um, Bobby when you see him. Fuck that little yeah. guy. Could, could I eat that gerbil? Yeah, absolutely. You have full permission. Please do. Thank you very much. Um, and now that you're leaving, I do get to bring in my next two guests here. I have two construction workers sharing one mustache to tell me about social media. Hey, what do you say? Hey, it's my turn for the fucking mustache. Get your handy no, over. It's my turn. What no, just you just had a turn. You with that fucking hot ass lady it? walked down the street and you were like, hey, look at my mustache. Yeah, who wants a mustache ride? <laughs> yeah, no, that was a good one. I, <laughs> yeah, I said that for the last 50 years and so did you, but like, yeah, yeah, give me the mustache. Every time. Okay, it's your mustache. I still think we should lady the tramp it where we. Chop on the mustache from both Chop ends. Chop on the mustache till mm. we're smooching. Let's eat the mustache together and then kiss at the end. That's what yeah. you fucking want to do. That's what I want to do. Bada-boom, And then hit each other in their heads with metal lunch pads. Ah. Bada-boom. Bada-bing. Bada-bing. Bada-boom. If you hey. guys can, well, um... Oh, sorry, go for it. No, no. I was thinking about, hey, should we go in on a beard? We got this mustache. Oh. Should we buy a beard? And then we could switch off, and sometimes you're the mustache guy, sometimes you're the Amish beard guy. No, I will always have the mustache and the beard, and then I will sometimes... Right. I'm not going to be a fucking Amish guy being like, well, hello there, lady. I don't know how Amish people talk. Oh, they probably sound like that. Who knows? They've never been recorded. They think it's the devil. How long have you guys been sharing this mustache? And like, this is the first time you brought up the beard conversation. Two thousand years. years. Something new about each other. Okay, okay. Two thousand and fifty years. <laughs> We've been sharing this mustache since God put dinosaur fossils in the ground to trick humans into thinking that they weren't Christian. And we said, "Good one, God." <laughs> we were like, "Got any construction?" Oh my God, God, you did it. Should we build something? We built that boat, but Moses took all the credit. Wait, who's the boat? Noah. Guy? Noah. I know a guy, and bucks. he ain't Moses. Yeah, Moses is on over there to ain't Noah. Crush it. <laughs> Crush it. Um, Look, I didn't have the mustache. All right, hold on. Let me give him the mustache. Let me give him the mustache. He gets smarter. <laughs> Listen, I don't know how much time you guys get to know about social media, but I'm hoping you can. Oh, we got all the time in the fucking, yeah, ga-ga-ga-ga boots, if you know what I mean. Absolutely. ga boots, that's what we say out there on the construction yard. If you could please share your knowledge of um, social media with the people right now, I'd really appreciate it. Sure, at your pop filter on Instagram. Look, it's on Twitter, but Twitter's dying. We're going to be on Blue Ski as quick as we can be. Can I get the mustache? Yeah, here's your mustache. Okay, thank you. Ah, uh, we're gonna be on Blue Ski. Hey, what's up? We're Blue Skis. This is my Blue Ski guy. I'm a Blue Ski guy. We're a Blue Ski family. We're all Blue Ski beasties. A Blue Ski, and uh, uh, go to Detroit. 
go to a dive bar late at night, you're going to get a blue ski. <laughs> Look, we're going to be in Detroit giving everyone blue skis this Thursday, February 19th. <laughs> so if you show up. dollars a pop. <laughs> you're going to get a blue ski. Go to Midnight Bar and Grill, and we're going to be in the fucking women's bathroom. And we're going to be midnight giving out blue skis. Grail. Uh, it's a also, midnight bar that's Holy Grail themed. Also, if you're in the mood, and I don't know if anybody's in the mood, but we're going to be in fucking coal mines waiting for someone to save us because we're about to die. The whole thing's going to collapse. Mm-hmm. But our shared mustache will save us, hopefully. But hopefully, but maybe, let's imagine, <laughs> let's imagine maybe a shared mustache doesn't save you from a collapsing mine. I don't, I don't, <laughs> I don't understand how that works at okay. all. Okay. Uh, maybe I'm the only one that's weird. The, the world is flat. Uh, and also, maybe a shared mustache won't save you from a collapsing mind. Maybe that's just on me. Maybe that's just on me. Yeah, well, I'm sick I'm, of you spewing your nonsense. I'm sorry, Cassie. We got some things to hash out. I see that. And, like, I don't understand why he doesn't think the mustache is magical because it's kept you guys alive for 2,050 years but won't save you from a mind. Come on, bro. Not 2,500 years. 2,050 years. Yes, we have been difference. alive. So, We're not uh, that old. Come on. I've got... The fossils that I found, planted by God, because he's a fucking prankster. That fucking prankster. Uh, That that guy, my favorite God prank, when he's like, hey, Abe, kill your kid. (laughs) That's that's a good one. You see, you crazy son of a bitch. I can't believe you're about to kill your kid. What are you doing? My favorite verse, my favorite one is where he's like, my name's God, and this is Jackass. And then he just fucking pulls <laughs> pranks left and right. Uh, fucking God. You fucking... Hey, Mike, you want this... Uh, I'm sorry. Hey, Abe, you want this mustache back? Oh, let's, let's, put the, let's put the mustache on Cassie, see what happens. Ah, here you go, Cassie. Actually, it's very gross. I cannot take that mustache. There's so much um, particles and food left in that mustache. Um, I cannot. It smells like tobacco spittle. It's the worst. Um, but thank you guys for coming on. That is it for this. Oh, we also got an email. Contact at popfilter.co. Send us your emails, your questions, your thoughts, your concerns, whatever you want. Send it that way. Your favorite God prank. Your favorite. Please send those. We need those. Um, also, my dog's name, Princess Jones. Nobody plugged that? Oh, I'll plug it right now. That's that. Thank you for sharing that. That was important. Everyone needs to know. Princess Jones, that's his dog. Uh, next week, you guys, we will maybe have Princess Jones on, and we're also going to be talking about Superman and Lois as the main event. Mike, get excited. We're all going to be watching it. All the way from the outside. Shout out to Mike. That is it for this week, though. For Mike, I'm Ryan. For Ryan, I'm Mike. For me, I am me. And for Caitlin, I am me as well. Bye, everyone. <laughs> <laughs>